Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Kashmir Project. Today we're going to be focusing on the sort of opinion of Kashmir amongst the international community. What world leaders have to say about it, and who supports what stance. So, let's begin. For starters, India has made Kashmir a hotbed issue in the international community for now two months. For almost 60 days, Kashmir has been under lockdown. Communications have been cut down. People have not been allowed the freedom to express their opinions online because there is no internet in the region. Phone lines are steadily coming back, but they're not stable at all. And movement within Kashmir has been improved, but ever so marginally. Now, the sort of action that Kashmir took and has deliberated on for the past two months has now caught the attention of the international community. Following the United States General Assembly address of Imran Khan, the Prime Minister of Pakistan, along with several other world leaders, such as Mahathir Mohammed, there have been a lot of eyeballs that have slowly gravitated towards Kashmir, and now the conversation is starting to stir. One of the most important countries to take an interest in this is the United States. Now, United States, before the United Nations General Assembly, had, under President Trump, offered to mediate the situation but that did draw a lot of ire from the Indian community. Because of this, Trump's stance is still that he is ready to mediate, but only if India and Pakistan are willing to come to the table. Obviously, as a businessman, Trump's policy has been to make good deals with other countries. And with India, he sees a potential exploitation of its economy as the end goal over here, which is why he would want to stay on the good side of the Indian government. A lot of United States leaders don't share that opinion, however. Certain key people within the government of the United States have raised their concerns over the Kashmir issue. Most notably out of them is one of the new members of their government, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, AOC has been identified as a champion for citizen welfare. She hails from a very modest background and has, over the course of her tenure, fought extremely hard for the rights of the citizens of the United States and for people of color. It's no surprise that her stance on Kashmir is as evident as it is. She doesn't view the Indian occupation in a positive light. At a protest site within the U.S., Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was seen writing a message on board, and I quote, Our entire community's prayers and support are with the families of Kashmir as we work to establish peace and justice there and throughout the world, end quote. She also sent out a tweet regarding the Kashmir situation, and I quote, We stand for the basic human dignity of Kashmiris and support democracy, equality, and human rights for all including the most vulnerable. Reports of violence and torture are extremely concerning, and the blockade from communication and life-saving medical care must end. End quote. Now, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has fought for similar stances back in the United States. And it's no surprise that her stance on Kashmir is exactly the same. Paralleling her views is Bernie Sanders, the United States senator and presidential candidate. Bernie Sanders also champions the right of Kashmir and its people. His views 
have been in support of Kashmir and he calls for investigations into the Kashmir atmosphere. Similarly, in Canada, the leader of the New Democratic Party, Mr. Jagmeet Singh, also has similar concerns. His opinions are, I quote, The Indian government shut down telephones, cell phone communication, and blocked media. Anywhere in the world, if cell phones are being blocked, the telephones are being shut down, and the media is not allowed to go there, I can assure you there are human rights violations going on. End quote. Jagmeet Singh, the leader of the New Democratic Party in Canada, has long been a champion of human rights, of equal rights, of improving the lives of people all around. U.S. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar also has similar sentiments. With her being an immigrant, she understands the plight of the Kashmiris, and she has tweeted out on August 27, 2019, and I quote, We should be calling for an immediate restoration of communication, respect for human rights, democratic norms, and religious freedom, and the de-escalation in Kashmir. International organizations should be allowed to fully document what is happening on the ground. End quote. Now, one of the more interesting aspects of this entire thing is that a lot of these leaders are calling for impartiality, for transparency. The reason for that is because India's stance has been that all is well in Kashmir. However, communication blockades exist. People are not allowed to go in. They have actively blocked visitors and overseeing bodies from entering Kashmir at this point in time. Their justification for that is because they don't want to give voice to dissent and protests and violence and most importantly terrorism. So in order to quell the voices of terrorists, they're quelling everyone's voice. That is like trying to get rid of a bug in your house by dropping a grenade inside. Now, chief among these are U.S. Congressman Senator Chris Van Hollen, who expressed interest in visiting the Kashmir Valley and even petitioned to do so, but was denied entry by the Indian government. At this point in time, the Indian government has refused to comment on this entire situation. There are also reports that the Indian government is actively denying requests of the Indian National Congress leaders to enter Kashmir and assess the situation, to visit Kashmir in its whole. Now, when India says that Kashmir is under their control and everything is normal, and then tries to deny anyone into Kashmir who might have a different opinion to theirs, then something doesn't seem right. There's definitely something wrong and something that stinks. We all know that that's not what a country or a government that is confident in its stance on human rights would do. That is someone who would like to actively hide what's going on inside. And if reports that the number of people that they have detained and made disappear within Kashmir are true, then that is a very worrying concern. Almost 4,000 people have been reported detained and missing. A lot of them political leaders and journalists. And not only that, they're being sent to different parts of India so that they may be kept away from Kashmir. Now this is all done under the guise of what 
India says is protection. And one of their key pieces of legislature, the Public Safety Act, is being quoted. Now, the Public Safety Act is a very dangerous piece of law that is being weaponized over here. Under this law, people can be detained for up to two years without charge, simply on the suspicion that they may cause acts of terrorism, civil unrest, etc. This act is being used for intimidation. The Public Safety Act is a very draconian piece of legislature. And the fact that it is being actively weaponized is cause for concern. Right now, people are being detained for 180 days without any charge within Kashmir, which does not bode well. In light of this entire situation, the United States Congress has issued a subcommittee to hold a hearing on issues within South Asia, with Kashmir being a main focus of that. The subcommittee will be presenting its findings on October 22nd, and based on that, actions will be taken by the United States government in its whole. This is one chance for the United States to look into the matter and start actively working towards its resolution. Now, now that we've talked about all the things that are against India, let's talk about the people who side with India. For starters, Russia has claimed that its stance on India is justified, and Russia stands in support with Indian occupation. Israel is also a close ally of India. There have been trade agreements that have happened between Israel and India, and because of a lot of the similarities between the two situations, Israel stands in support for India. Saudi Arabia recently expressed its understanding of the Indian stance on Kashmir. However, it is important to note that Saudi Arabia is a strategic ally of both Pakistan and India. And there have been talks by Saudi Arabia on either side of the border. The funny thing to notice here is that Saudi Arabia officially stated that they understand the situation. And this was following a visit by their national security advisor, Ajit Doval and his subsequent meeting with the Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. However, if you look at Indian news right now, they're actually painting a different picture. They are literally saying that Saudi Arabia endorses India's actions in Kashmir. If you do a search on this, newspapers such as ANI and Z News all have to say that Saudi Arabia supports India going so far as to say that this is a blow to Pakistan's stance. Now, this is very funny because over all that I've seen, there have been no official statements that Saudi Arabia supports India's stance. All it said was that it understands the situation. And by stating that it understands, it does not mean that it endorses them. We can all understand why India would do this, that does not mean that we actively approve and condone what it is doing. The fact that Saudi Arabia would actually do something like this should not be that difficult to ascertain. It is a key strategic ally for both countries. And it would not want to deteriorate any relationships with those countries. The reason for India 
is because, obviously, trade agreements. The reason for Pakistan is because strategic importance. Now, these are the sort of views that the international community holds within Kashmir. And once again, if you go online, if you see posts on Twitter or Reddit, you will see a lot of the Indian community coming together to actively fight against the narrative that India is doing wrong. They use a lot of tactics where they quote Indian articles, where they quote atrocities being committed on the other side of the border, where they try to bring about whataboutism, and in a lot of instances, just straight up tell you to shut up. Now I ask you, how does this sound civil and logical? How does this sound like something that a nation that is doing something just would be doing? The Indian sentiment is strong, and we accept that. Obviously, Kashmir has been a very long-standing issue for them. It's one of very big importance. However, at this point in time, a lot of that has to do with the fact that Kashmir is a Muslim-majority area, and one of the only Muslim-majority areas within India. And based on what we've seen of the Indian government's actions towards the Muslim community within India, it's no surprise that their stance on Kashmir would be a very hardline one. Obviously, Kashmir has always been disputed between the two countries. But India has taken a very, very dangerous stance over the last couple of years. And especially since two months ago. It is actively calling out Pakistan that this is what we can do and then there's nothing you can do about it. It is actively telling Kashmiris, your voice, your right, doesn't matter. We own you. And that's that. A lot of the international community is coming together to look into the Kashmir issue. Senator Van Hollen has stated, and I quote, There's a lot going on in Washington, but I believe concern is rising about the situation in Kashmir. End quote. His belief is that all the actions that India has been taken have only heightened these concerns. And once again, as I stated previously, it doesn't matter how big your economy is, or how big your population is, or how strong your democracy is. If you were in the wrong, and you persist on that stance, people are going to want to distance themselves from you. And especially in the international community, people are going to want to look into it. Because at the end of the day, whether it is true or not, for a lot of politicians, a lot of the constituents do stand for equal rights. They stand for justice, and they stand for peace. And when they realize the situation that is happening somewhere in the world where their politicians and their government is supporting, they are not going to sit well with that. They are going to rise up. And that is the fear that a lot of these politicians around the world have, is that their people will not be in support of their ideas, of their dealings. And that is actively what makes a democracy work. Right now, India is fooling the world by saying it is a democracy. It is not. If there is a country that actively suppresses its opposition, that does not take its views into consideration, that clamps down on protests and any sort of dissent from any citizen that is against the government, that is not a democracy. That is totalitarianism. That is a dictatorship that you're living in. 
And while people may argue that no, India is a democracy, we have democratically elected a government and it was unanimous, well then why are you quelling the voice on the other side? That's not really how democracy works. All the people are not on the same page all of the time. And the ones that have differing opinions, they are entitled to their right to speak out for it. India, however, views this as dissent, as treason, and is doing everything in its power to actually stop people from talking like this. Dear listener, I urge you, keep Kashmir in your hearts and your minds. Do not be fooled by the sort of vision that you are seeing in the world right now. India's claims that all is right in Kashmir are not true. No matter how many videos or pictures or talks they come out with, no matter how many politicians they bring up on the air, no matter how many news stories they fabricate and send out into the world, it is not true. The reason being is because there are people out there who say otherwise. And India is doing everything in its power to stop them. When you are accused of something, you fight. You fight for your right to speak and you prove that things are not the way that they are claimed to be. You do not actively silence voices and hide facts and bar all oversight. That is not how a democracy works. Dear listener, please keep Kashmir in your mind. Please always, always think about the Kashmiris. For 60 days, they have been under Indian occupation. And it's time we do something for them. We need to stand up together. We need to stand up now. We need to keep this engine going. Because of our efforts, now the world is looking into Kashmir. Everyone is reconsidering their stance with India because of their actions. What is happening right now is not justice. And we would be remiss if we did not fight for it. Tomorrow, when our children ask us what we did for this earth, we need to be able to tell them that we fought for liberty and justice and freedom. We need to be able to tell them that we made the world a better place for them. That is the objective here. We need to make this world a better place for all that are inhabiting it. We need to end hatred and suppression and violence. Kashmir has seen enough of this. And it is time that we help them out. With that, I would like to end. Thank you so much for tuning in.